Want to know more about cryptocurrency? Well, you're in the right place. This is Crypto Unplugged. A fact-based, straight-talking, no-nonsense look into the world of cryptocurrency. We discuss trading strategies and market advice, review up-and-coming projects, and more. And we've got years of experience and knowledge that can help new and seasoned investors become more confident and comfortable navigating the cryptocurrency landscape. Now, let's get to the podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Crypto. Welcome listeners to another episode of Crypto Unplugged. This is episode 58 and as usual it's Doc here as your host. Unfortunately listeners, Oz is preoccupied today so he will not be joining me in this episode. As this week we've seen the Bitcoin spot ETF approved and as always there is much excitement and anticipation with people involved in the space. Now listeners, we're recording this episode on Friday the 12th of January and listeners, I'm absolutely delighted to have... Uh, joining me today, uh, Giga Drev and uh, Branamir Rakic, uh, founders at Origin Trail. Now, Branamir, I haven't had you on the podcast uh, episode before. We had Giga as a guest on our podcast way back in August uh, 2021. Um, and listeners, please do check out the, op- uh, the episode too. So, um, Giga and Branamir, how are you guys? Uh, thanks for joining me so much on this uh, podcast episode, and I'm really, really happy to be learning about uh, Origin Trail and the developments that's that's been going on. How are you guys keeping? Doing good here. Thanks for having us, and nice, uh, nice uh, meeting you, man. Um, it's a pleasure. Um, yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening in the Origin Trail ecosystem lately. Um, there's a lot of lot of uh, growth in terms of uh, the projects that are happening. We just released a really interesting um update yesterday which we'll be talking about uh i believe at the podcast quite a bit so very very excited to to close this week and cannot wait for for monday actually to continue on, working on this you want to say a word at the beginning giga uh it's a pleasure to be back and i'm really looking forward to dive into this podcast yeah thanks a lot and you know look fast forwarding three years because giga we had you on our podcast episode uh since our last uh, conversation origin trails vision back then was really ambitious now Giga, let me ask you first would you say you've exceeded met or evolved those expectations and what were the biggest surprises surprises or turning points uh since uh you were last on our show in august 2021 Awesome. Thank you for, for, for being able to take, to take the first question and probably the most significant one in terms of describing the challenge, challenges and the mission, uh, and the, the, the vision that we try to achieve at Origin Trail. Uh, prior to our previous, uh, interview, Origin Trail, uh, has been tackling mostly challenges of trust and transparency in, uh, supply chains. And, uh, we have actually managed to, uh, achieve very good things together with our global partners, such as British Standards Institution institutions, uh, which we're dealing with uh, regulatory compliance in supply chains. So they're involved in many different um, verticals of manufacturing, from condoms to aviation. Uh, and uh, with them, we have deployed several great solutions, uh, one such spanning to um, spanning across different uh, U.S. and North American retailers, uh, such as Walmart, Home Depot, Costco, and dozens of others. Uh, and the cool thing was we managed to help them secure uh, over 40% of the imports to the United States by allowing for exchange of audit reports to take place on Origin Trail. Uh, and there were over 20,000 factories, factory audits uh, going through Origin Trail. So example like that and uh, dozens of other implementations also in Europe and across the globe have, have had then proven that Origin Trail was uh, already uh, built for the future, uh, tackling challenges uh, mainly within the enterprise. And over the course of the last year, uh, Origin Trail really was recognized as uh, one of the or perhaps the solution to tackle misinformation also in the world of the artificial intelligence. And now, if in the past the biggest bullshit generators were human beings, uh, now with the advent of uh, solutions such as uh, um, ChatGPT or OpenAI solutions, not you know not particularly in, involving just uh, you know the dimensioned dimension solution, but you know in general generative AI 
uh, is causing a lot of problems also next to you know a lot of uh, bringing a lot of benefits uh, one such problem that we would point out here is pretty much the one-on-one problem of trust so how can we trust the um, the results that we receive when using generative AI that's a huge huge issue and secondly and uh, also not less important is that the information the knowledge that is being used to build those models to train them uh, is likely not uh, used in a, in a way that you know all those who produced that knowledge were equitably involved in uh, in in sharing the value from the production of of such services and uh, origin trail uh, presented itself as a solution like ready made solution that can also tackle uh, the aforementioned challenges of trust and also the challenge of more equitably uh, distributed value when it comes to building uh, artificial intelligence solutions. And uh, in the past year, we have drastically um, upgraded the capabilities of Origin Trail, which now also include certain AI uh, capabilities uh, and more so uh, capability to also tackle the aforementioned challenges with the AI. Uh, For instance, uh, the way we also use artificial intelligence is to uh, drastically uh, increase uh, efficiencies within supply chains. Uh, we now don't need to build several different uh, interfaces, but uh, we simply rely on a single interface to solve uh, a variety of challenges in supply chains, from product visibility to uh, regulatory compliance to uh, figuring out which products are more sustainable than the others to allow consumers to select and then receive information about sustainably uh, let's say raised beef or raised uh, food products. So we have a very interesting uh, projects also in the pipeline here, where consumers essentially chat with products uh, using our network. So essentially, this net this this product is called Chat DKG, which allows consumers essentially to interact with service products by chatting with the knowledge existing in the network about those products and services, um, and. It, it is important to point out that this knowledge can always be verify, uh, verified uh, using the decentralized knowledge graph, which essentially is now forming, we can say, we can also call it a verifiable web uh, for the next generation uh, internet. Um, okay, so I, I think I'll, I'll stop blabbing here, but I, w- what's important to note here is that the problem got significantly bigger because it's no longer just humans producing a lot of, um, you know, problematic information but you also have machines now producing misinformation also producing bad data bad information at an accelerated rate yeah interesting uh, you know overview of what's been happening over the last few years and i do like like your expression about bullshit generators you know tra- transferring from humans but we've also got problems with artificial intelligence uh, generators as well but a, a good expression there, and I might have to use that bullshit generator more often. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, going on to this, so we're talking about deep knowledge graph. Uh, and I'll ask you this, Bradamir. You know, I understand that with Origins Trail, that at the moment you have deep knowledge graph version 6, where it already allows people to share information safely on Web3. I mean, how will uh, deep knowledge graph version 8 or V8 take things further? Can it make it even easier for people from all over the world to share and work together on stuff like sharing data or even using smart AI tools all the same time while keeping trust and privacy as a priority? Um, absolutely. That's that's a really good uh, way to put the question and somewhat answer it yourself already. But I'll go a bit deeper into it, of course. Um, yeah, so as you mentioned, Origin 12 iterated, we, we launched the first version of the decentralized knowledge graph actually quite a few years ago. And in version 6 right now, it's, of course, in its most powerful shape, um, it's the most scalable, but also the most um, the most expressive in terms of what you can do. And when I, when I say that, I mean that not only that it's easiest to use so far, but also supports a ton of uh, technologies that it didn't before. Um, and that's due to essentially building it on top of the shoulders of giants so we're we're not like building you know some inventing things from the start which uh, we don't have nothing anything against to be honest but uh, when there's a, a plethora of standards uh, around the uh, knowledge graphs around blockchain um, generally data science um, and applicable data such as um, standards for supply chains in gs1 or the bsi the british standards institution the giga mentioned so th- there's a lot of knowledge already in the world so 
um, a lot of that is already part of Origin 12 v6. Um, and, and right now, with Origin 12 v6, the biggest innovation was that actually knowledge became a new asset class, meaning that when you create what is the core unit of this decentralized knowledge graph, um, a knowledge asset on the on the DKG, you essentially, what you did is you minted a knowledge NFT, effectively. So that's an NFT on a blockchain of your choice. And it's a, a piece of knowledge in this form of graph that connects to other knowledge that can be used by AI and so forth. Um, having uh, Origin 12 V8 on the roadmap um, further than basically grows um, the um, this, this idea of making usage easier, but also making it... Uh, much more scalable as well. So with V8, we're going to see uh, a very, very interesting new concept come about, uh, which we're kickstarting actually in a beta program literally next week. It's called Knowledge Mining. So very much like you can mine Bitcoin and by contributing your computing power hash rate to the Bitcoin network, you get Bitcoin tokens in return as an incentive. Um, with Origin 12, when you mine knowledge, when you create new knowledge that hasn't been there before, you're actually going to get tokens in return as a reward. So it's the first type of such system in the world that incentivizes creation of useful, verifiable knowledge. And that is also the key component here is that you can verify uh, a lot of the important um, primitives around this knowledge, such as what is the source, who is the source, which wallet was or address on a particular blockchain responsible for signing this piece of knowledge, how does it fit into the rest of the knowledge in the knowledge graph? Does it um, uh, counteract some fact? Like, for example, does it say that Paris is the capital of uh, England um, or, or not? And that's because you have this encoded um, knowledge in the knowledge graph. You're able to see and make these inferences, which brings us to something called autonomous knowledge mining. So the ability to, uh, once we essentially develop this through the beta program, that Origin 12 version 8 will have uh, the, this capability for the decentralized knowledge graph to grow itself. So that specifically the nodes in the graph would be able to produce new knowledge based on the existing knowledge that has, has been crowdsourced essentially uh, by everybody contributing to the graph. And that's an important point also to note that Origin Trail decentralized knowledge graph is not, you know, technology controlled by someone or only open to someone, permissioned and whatnot. It's rather permissionless. Anybody can create knowledge assets inside and can connect them to other knowledge. So you can kind of think of think of it a little bit like Google. You know, Google indexes the entire web so you can go and search um, and it has pieces of websites sensibly organized actually in the knowledge graph. They were the ones who invented the, the concept of knowledge graphs. Origin Trail does does that in, in Web3. So completely open, permissionless and open source so that you can index your knowledge inside and make it available to others, essentially exposing it to a market. Um, and there's a lot we can talk about there as well, but uh, the, the key value that uh, from V6 to V8 we will get is a part of very interesting features that we can dive deep into later is the ability to essentially use network effects to create new knowledge out of existing knowledge, and that being trusted knowledge. Um, and, and I'll circle back to what Giga said. Like the, the, maybe the problem is not so obvious right now, but very soon, uh, I'm talking months, at most years, most of the content online or ever generated in humanity will be AI generated. There's going to I mean, it's going to be really, really hard to determine if something is really authentic content. Is, is, it, is it a photo you took? Is, is it a photo of a human or an AI-generated human? Is it a real of statement course. by the SEC? Is it like a... <laughs> is or it really doing the PF or not? Yeah. You know? so, so the route, the route to align uh, has to be built on Web3. And our pitch is that knowledge as an asset class is the best way to encode in this graph form, connecting it to each other and then exposing it to AI. So you can use that as kind of root root reality layer where you're able then to discern, aha, this is really true because it fits certain logical rules or it's been issued by a party that I trust uh, that has a certain reputation and it connects to other parties uh, and so on and so forth. It's it's very <laughs> very broad topic, but it's, it's going to be the focus of Origin 12 V8 and knowledge mining.
Now, it's an interesting topic as well, I mean, particularly with this innovative concept um, that is um, being created by, uh, you know, your team at Origin Trail, this knowledge asset class that you've identified and the scalability. Uh, and talking about this beta version of knowledge mining, I mean, it's actually um, a very innovative way of looking at things. And of course, when it comes to the problems of verifying artificial intelligence, and rightly so, we've seen the growth of uh, AI generated information over the last year or so is just, you know, become uh, uh, like, an, you know, spread out so far. But, you know, just Bradamir talking about um, decentralized knowledge graph version A in development coming here. And you're talking about um, people who are in the space of blockchain technology. I mean, do you believe that DKG version A can build bridges to let everyone, even those people who are not using blockchain technology to benefit from uh, secure information sharing and trust engine? I would say so because um, uh, compared to blockchains, uh, which are not generally designed as data stores or databases, um, and you can see that by you know, just trying to use it as a database, not only is it expensive, um, but also it doesn't have like a fully-fledged query language. So whoever like has a little bit more data-intensive needs, if you would say it like that, and that is pretty much any enterprise or any new company who is looking into AI, and they all are, um, the knowledge graph is a more um, suitable technology, uh, but it uses blockchain for the right things. So uh, using blockchain as a database has never been a thing we promoted. It's rather very good as, as a data provenance tool, as a tool for ensuring trusted um, execution between parties. So we can make things like DEXs and multi-signature wallets and all of these great tools that have emerged in Web3 um, and, and essentially coordinate together, creates incentive mechanism and so on. Um, so, and because Origin Trail is built uh, on the principle of neutrality and it's a multi-chain decentralized knowledge graph, the the idea is to bring it to as many blockchains as possible. Therefore, that all of the ecosystems uh, within different, all of the blockchains within different ecosystems can basically benefit from these features that uh, natively blockchains don't have. Um, and that's going to continue. So um, currently, Origin Trail is uh, deployed um, on several different blockchains, um, including Gnosis, Polygon, Ethereum, uh, Polkadot through its custom uh, pair chain. Uh, we expect to see that uh, happening more and more. Um, and um, essentially bringing this additional um, AI-enabled neurosymbolic uh, features to to those communities. Yeah, I mean, uh, fantastic developments there, and really appreciate you um, clarifying um, the developments and obviously moving on to different versions of uh, decentralized uh, knowledge graph. But Giga, coming back onto you in something that you mentioned in the beginning about um, chat uh, DKG, and uh, this issue of trustworthy artificial intelligence. And obviously, um, Bradamir, you spoke about that as well. I mean, can you elaborate a bit more on the vision of this trustworthy AI ecosystem that Origin Trail is uh, powering and also chat DKG? I mean, what specific challenges does it address? Uh, and we you did touch about uh, verifying information and knowledge and how would it benefit users and development developers? I mean, for example, Bradamir, you mentioned about uh, images or you know fake uh, SEC tweets and stuff like that. Uh, can it be used, and how can it be used to combat deep fakes or improve uh, reliability of this AI-generated uh, you know um, information that we find out? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, if we just look into one example, uh, one problem or one uh, uh, one one instance where generative ai was used without you know knowing uh where which data was used to train the model or how how it works uh we don't need to go um too far than look into perhaps one of the most uh, sensitive branches uh where of course uh, reliability of information is important um that is uh, the, the 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 law uh, industry uh in there was a case in in, in the us where an american attorney used uh, I believe it was uh, OpenAI to find uh, precedent cases uh, to make a case in front of the of the judge. But then, of course, the generative AI would come up, would generate uh, precedent use cases which never actually existed. existed. And that 
attorney uh, at the end of the day was fined by the by the by the judge because he presented uh, wrongful information. Uh, and you know, for instance, you, you touched upon the ETF and how unreliable or uh, straightforward or even wrongful information uh, can impact the value, the valuation of companies of digital assets. So. Uh, the problem is strikingly apparent. Apparent where you know one is not able to verify immediately the provenance of information. So provenance of information is the value proposition that Origin Trail is bringing. And each time you are using Chat DKG, you are able to verify uh, where the information is coming from. Now that does not mean that you know all the information that in the future will be recorded onto the DKG is absolutely true. That it 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 simply means that we can always the system can always allow users to verify the origins and then it is up to users and also up to the 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 peers in the network to verify and then a signal which knowledge is quality knowledge but in order for you for for peers in the network to be able to signal first and foremost one needs to establish a lineage in the information so that's you know the reliability of information and then on one on the other hand mentioning deep fakes uh there was an instance where for example tom hanks's image was used uh to 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 develop a, a dental care commercial and tom hanks never agreed uh for the company to use his image uh, and that, of course, you know, constitutes a like grave uh, breach of of IP and, and, and copyright. Um, so in these cases, again, artists um, from all walks of life can record their art on the DKG, and uh, in the future, if they decide to do so, they can even generate new art uh, from the original art that they enshrined on the DKG, all whilst retaining you know this claim to fame it is them who created the, the original art or if someone decides to or dares to use their art they always have this claim uh, in the court uh, or you know if in a in a in a bit more favorable uh, position another company or an individual decides to create you know a, a derivative art um ideally the, the the artist the producer of the original art can also be able to i don't know claim royalties on or some other ways to you know get the value out of the production of the the deriv- derivative art so there are many ways whereby uh you know we can protect the um the veracity of claims where we can establish the provenance of information and in the former cases described the the law industry or financial industry that is like strikingly apparent as to why that is important and then you know in the um in the world of art in the world of 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 movies you know being able to verify being able to see what is true what it what what isn't true or or even being able as an artist to equitably participate in the world uh where their original creation are protected this is also you know super super important yeah, I mean, um, when you talk about lineage of information, I mean, trying to get my uh, my head around this, you know, um, and perhaps for our listeners as well. I mean, looking at it from an mm-hmm. academic perspective as well, that you know, back in the days when someone was trying to plagiarize uh, um, mm-hmm. an assignment or a document or you know a thesis, then naturally they will have to go through this checks and balances system. You know, I could say it's probably like about like a lineage of information to check if information is plagiarized according to a system like. Uh, turn it in or something yeah i mean according to these checks and balances to to verify the lineage of information how is it actually practically done and another point mm-hmm. is that you know this, this whole concept is really interesting because um you know giga and Bradamir, that you know this this concept of artificial in, in intelligence generated information is quite you know a novel uh, phenomenon you know back a year ago did you guys actually anticipate this problem would occur and then just go on to it to try to develop uh, something within uh, this decentralized knowledge graph that you can also develop in another version or you know that origin trail you know um, expanding from just supply chain management to actually integrate into solving other problems as well mm-hmm. i mean how how did this idea yeah. come into your minds um, I mean, from the o- uh, onset of the of of our initial proposal to build a decentralized knowledge graph in the white paper, uh, it was 
quite apparent that the technology can you know be used well beyond uh, supply chains. Although supply chains, we need to be mindful that supply chains generate some two thirds of the overall global GDP. So supply chains pretty much pretty much touch all the aspects of human human life, and artificial intelligence can be used also also to make supply chains more 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 effective more autonomous so there is this intimate uh, intimate connection between supply chains and all industries uh, and the technologies that can be used to make supply chains better or worse even um and uh, the way you, you touched upon the chat dkg before uh, there are many practical examples uh, artists can uh, record information as easy as going um, on twitter the command chat and mint art uh, and then retrieve art by uh querying the network even via the x platform so like of practically ach- achieving um, a solution uh is becoming more and more easy uh and then going back to the supply chain question and the you know the connection to ai actually the decentralized knowledge graph which initially catered to the challenges in in supply chains uh it was its its essence so knowledge graphs uh are pretty much uh the predecessor to what came to be known as a generative ai in a sense that uh the knowledge graphs in in essence were used as as a part of of a much older um branch of ai it's called symbolic ai um and generative ai versus you know the symbolic ai being much more probabilistic and because it's being probabilistic, it also allows allows for for hallucinations. Uh, now, the generative AI uh, was not was was invented much much later than the symbolic AI and uh, its underpinnings, which are you know there are m- m- many other underpinnings. But knowledge graph and semantic semantics are somehow one of the core underpinnings of the symbolic AI. So in a way, Chad DK, oh, sorry, uh, the decentralized knowledge graph was built to address problems of the artificial intelligence or address the problems of the generative AI even before generative AI um, really exploded in its development. Um, and when we actually notice you know, the ways generative development is going to be developed, uh, also causing certain problems, we saw that there is a nice backward compatibility uh, to essentially tackle the, the the challenges, and perhaps Branimir can also explain a little bit more about the symbolic AI and how it's, how that is a predecessor to the generative AI, um, and also the the DKG and how it uh, crucially serves to support this 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 branch of AI. Yeah, please do, uh, Branimir. Uh, of course, um, <clears throat> it's interesting when you look at the the, the historical developments, like. Up until relatively recently, it wasn't obvious that the neural branch, the, the one that we see now with LLMs take off, um, that it was going to you know, be this successful. And um, for a very long time, the, um, the knowledge graph technology, um, or really this graph database technology, graph symbolic AI technology has been has been used and um, has a lot of um, a lot of actually powers that the neural doesn't have and vice versa you can kind of think of it as kind of like one being very mathematical and sort of scientific the symbolic one where you present the world through well basically entities and their connections in a in a graph form and then this uh, new neural um, approach, really kind of being a little bit more creative and that's why um we tend to say it hallucinates some some i think actually it was sam altman who said that uh, or or Ilya from OpenAI that all they do is hallucinate they essentially that's the feature it's not a bug and because they hallucinate so well they generally guess well you know so it's kind of like left brain light right brain you know there's like the mathematical self that exists yeah. in your head and um and and then the other part of the brain which is more artistic and creative, creative. yeah and when you when you combine these two it, it gets really powerful because um you can essentially tame the the kind of the hallucination capacity of the LLMs with a knowledge graph which has some ground truth. Um, and it's really then only a matter of how big your knowledge graph is, how big the data database is. And that's the 
that's the ambition behind knowledge mining. The idea is that we go from this current world where knowledge graph technology dominates Web2. And what I mean dominates is pick any big company from Web2, Amazon, Netflix, Google, uh, Facebook, Uber, everybody. They all built IKEA, <laughs> even everybody. They have knowledge graphs uh, within their companies, but they're, they're kept private. Uh, and they constantly work on them, actually, with very large teams. And the big reason here is because they're incredibly valuable. So knowledge by itself, data is inherently valuable, but knowledge is the hierarchically better order. This symbolic AI uh, encapsulation of knowledge brings a ton of value, and that's it's been in use for years. So what Origin Trail aims to do with knowledge mining is we believe that by creating an open public huge knowledge graph that we can create the biggest decentralized knowledge base in the world um, that essentially embodies the the principles of symbolic AI and leverages the value proven in Web2, but having that value shared through Web3 and essentially grown together. So that through the network effect, by connecting things that were previously disconnected, we can generate more knowledge and therefore more value and essentially all contribute to it. So enabling this as as, a, uh, as not just a root, but actually the connecting tissue for AI itself. So um, I'm very, very excited to see knowledge mining kick off because that will enable many more people than before to get engaged and to, to essentially create their knowledge assets. Um, so neural AI on top of that comes really handy because... You can do something, for example, a very popular approach right now is called the RAG or Retrieval Augmented Generation, meaning you don't have to ask something like ChatGPT to give you a whole answer. Um, and okay, if you ask it what's the capital of France, it's probably going to say Paris. So I don't think it will hallucinate there. But if you try to do a little bit more complex things like this lawyer that Najiga mentioned, I can get you in a lot of trouble, especially if you sort of blank trust what the output is. But if you do RAG, which means you essentially retrieve some knowledge from a knowledge base and then you augment it slightly with generation. For example, you read something from a database and it looks a little bit technical and database-y, but you use an LLM to just humanize it a little bit, to summarize it for you. Then there's like very, very minimal chance of this LLM hallucinating in the wrong way because it's not employing its entire weight system just to sort of think of an answer, but rather it already has an answer, it just like polishes it out for you. So that's a really, really good use case. And we see it take a lot of adoption lately. Yeah, I mean, the way that you explained it was, uh, is, um, you know, um, very relatable, particularly when using about the creative and uh, the more scientific or rational side of it as well. Interesting, because, you know, you're talking about knowledge rather than data. And, you know, there's a common uh, expression that people say that data is the most valuable asset uh, in the world. But when you talk about knowledge being the pinnacle, um, you know, this is something that clarifies it, particularly in this uh, modern day, uh, you know, AI uh, world that we are, you know, facing at the moment. But shifting on from, you know, um, partnerships that you've had re related to sustainable medicines, okay? And I understand that, you know, you guys have partnerships with this uh, in, in the healthcare industry. Maybe you could explain what specific ways that, uh, origin trails blockchain based um verifiable knowledge uh, can help ensure uh, ensure medicine accessibility and sustainability mm -hmm. uh yeah perhaps a vanilla use case here would be product visibility within the pharmaceutical supply chains for instance uh origin trail is being used uh, to track medicines donated medicines uh and not only that uh it's being traced all the way to to the patients so uh, the system itself can uh, provide um, feedback across the supply chains all the way to the donor organization, uh, whether or not a, uh, a product, a medicine ha has reached uh, patients. Uh, and uh, we work with, uh, with NGOs here and we work with donor organizations, uh, with large uh, pharmaceutical companies and the distribution centers, uh, tracing medicines uh, to India and then uh, seeing whether or not um, medicines were, were were applied. And uh, once again, the verifiable web Origin Trail creates was used to prove um, reliably 
whether or not the the the, the you know the, the the medicine actually reached the patient and uh, the medicines that we um that that were uh traced in that particular case were like very crucial uh, medicines to actually sustain human um human you know humans in in a, in a living condition so it's not just a, an aspirin but it's actually um hemophilia medicine uh, and it was really crucial to establish a system in a way that we can now trace medicine uh, throughout supply chains, see what kind of conditions they were stored in and whether or not they, they, they reached uh, the right patients. Uh, and in the donated medicine space, it is important that these medicines do not go, uh, you know, end up in a, in a gray market and being sold to the bad guys. Uh, and, uh, you know, huge, huge challenges here were also, you know, averted. And actually we identified certain challenges in that particular case that were late, later on, um, tackled, um, and were like massively, <laughs> massively surprised, uh, sorry, massively happy that, you know, the project, uh, went on successfully and that the system was established. Um, and then when it comes to a little bit more novel, uh, use cases here, uh, Using the medicines in the right way can also be ensured. Uh, it can also be ensured by systems such as Chad DKG because you can uh, upload the leaflets. Leaflets. Uh, no one reads uh, from the medicines that we're using, and then drive right decisions by patients when utilizing those 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 medicines. Uh, and the same can also be used, of course, for doctors and those who are applying uh, the meds. And the mission within the within the partnership, the Sustainable Medicine Partnership, is also to improve sustainability in the production and in the distribution of medicines. And of course, uh, to to the large degree, sustainability in the distribution can be achieved by reducing waste. And reducing waste is possible by ensuring that the medicines are being used in a correct way in order to prevent waste. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite amazing that with the idea of, you know, uh, the philosophy of uh, Origin Trail and Trace Labs, you know, as, uh, as uh, a company of uh, developers and solving real life problems, that its supply chain management is so versatile. I mean, just listening to you guys, that it just you did mention Giga that it actually encompasses every part of our lives, um, and you know showing how um, decentralized knowledge graph and the different uh, developments that's going on with that can actually solve many many problems you know related to uh, medicine and even general supply chain issues as well, uh, and you know in terms of auditing this, I know I read somewhere about um, the secure continuous audit network scan. Is it possible that um, one of you could uh, explain what this means exactly? Or is this something that you've already highlighted on? Or is this what the yeah. whole system of uh, Origin Trade is based on? Yeah. So um, the, the supplier compliance audit network uh, is a network uh, which, which, which is composed of the largest uh, US and essentially North American importers. Uh, and what they want to achieve in that alliance is efficiency when it comes to verifying uh, importing entities so that the importing entities, uh, you know, their, their business conduct is in line with, you know, certain, um, uh, respecting human rights, not, not abusing child, child labor, not, not financing terrorism. So there's a whole list that these companies, um, spanning from Walmart, Home Depot, JCPenney, Costco. So, and dozens of others that I, I don't, I don't know by heart. Uh, but that that there are quite many uh, like very well known names. So all these companies try uh, really hard to allow for just you know best possible and uh, most respectable uh, imports to take place. And Scan is an association that you know allows them to do so, and they work together to essentially improve uh, the safety. And they also improved uh, the frictionless imports into the States and also Canada. Uh, and while I was doing so, they also identified that Origin Trail can help them exchange information in a way that they can trust the information and be, be mindful that these are all entities which, to, the lar to a large degree, they are competing against each other. But they decided that they, they will not compete on safety so they decided to work together on the safety but still you know the information that they share and exchange amongst each other it's still sensitive and for that reason origin trail also allows them to exchange information between entities 
in a way that they do not know from which entity they uh, receive information on the importing company. Um, so this might be a little bit complicated, but the thing is you get the business done, you get the problem solved without um, you know, re- without revealing what is your competitive, what is one co- one company's competitive advantage, uh, and secondly, you know, why they do it, it is also because they want to improve efficiency of auditing. There is a notion uh, called um, audit fatigue, uh, which represents essentially a fatigue when you know one is conducting audits on the same entity over and over again. Uh, which in a way is unnecessary if an entity in a system already has done so. So the companies, the retailers, the importers actually decide that they're going to exchange information so that they also increase efficiencies. Uh, And that's also very important. So it's about trust, transparency, and efficiency. Okay. And um, Branimir, just to ask you, apart from, um, you know, the... Um, partnerships that you have with sustainable medicines and uh, AI. What other projects or what other fields um, are you guys currently thinking about that possibly you can share with uh, our community of listeners or, you know, even uh, your community of listeners that, you know, you've got some exciting developments coming up in the future or something that you're thinking about or currently working on? Yeah, definitely. One of the most interesting projects is uh, the version 8 that we mentioned uh, previously, which is going to essentially introduce the the knowledge mining uh, capabilities and I won't go too much into them again but this is one of the the, the core basically novelties in in the entire space um, and wider in the web3 space but also uh, one of the important projects is going to introduce also the um, the delegated staking feature that comes to uh, origin 12 network that's been actually described in a community rfc quite some time ago and it's finally getting to fruition so that is a new up-and-coming uh interesting um uh, feature for all of the the people looking to employ their tokens in the network and contribute um, apart from that um what we're working on is to enable additional scalability so uh, having very ambitious plans and growing the decentralized knowledge graph to a billion entities uh, we're looking to actually work on how to scale it up to at least 100x from where it is now um, and that is going to be quite a quite a uh, interesting effort which also includes uh, expanding the decentralized knowledge graph to other blockchains um, for which by the way if um, there are uh, ideas and proposals they can also be contributed to our RFC repository on GitHub so if anybody wants to uh, to go ahead and, and um, add their uh, opinions and ideas uh, check out the the requirements there and uh, we'll be happy to to see what you guys think um, finally all that leads to the autonomous knowledge mining effort which is going to be basically a culmination of all of these efforts together and having the ability to, like I said, generate new knowledge automatically and in a verifiable way, which includes also verifying the inputs by the nodes themselves. Um, so these are just some of the few few things that are coming about. Um, in the same time, we're, we're working on quite a few interesting initiatives as well. Origin 12, DKG has been um, growing in adoption in, in many places. Uh, one of those that we haven't mentioned so far on this uh, podcast is the construction sector. So there's a lot of activity there as well. We're working with uh, the biggest universities and, and uh, institutions in Europe um, through a project uh, that basically aims to create the largest um, digital building logbook for uh, the, the EU, basically. Though the technology, because it's open source, is going to enable... Uh, that this grows also beyond the borders of of EU. Uh, so we're working with um, basically the the heavyweights here with uh, universities such as uh, University of Granada, uh, the University of Athens, uh, University of Pisa, uh, where we had the opening event, um, uh, University of Ljubljana, and others. Um, on top of that, we're also about to kickstart the basically the biggest um, government-supported project so far. Um, which is uh, also going to deploy Origin Trail within the uh, European um, sector, basically. Um, we're working together uh, for many years also with the Swiss railway industry, who have been users of Origin Trail in many different applications. 
so I, I recently shared a little bit more about that on Twitter, but I found that find that really fascinating. It uh, also provides some um, great real-world use cases of blockchain and AI. Um, and then finally, together with Google, uh, who we've actually been innovating quite a bit uh, within the domain of AI and RAG systems, as I mentioned previously. So there will be more uh, updates coming on that front that we cannot reveal at this moment. Uh, but there's, there's quite a bit of work there, including uh, other partners in the AI space. Um, so yeah, these are some of those that, that I guess we, we can share at the moment. Um, unfortunately, we are not allowed to, to say exactly everything because it's still uh, in the works. Now, I think you've given us uh, plenty of uh, hints and, and ideas, you know, something to look forward to uh, for our community of Crypto Unplugged listeners and generally the, uh, people in this space. Um, but it's fantastic. I mean, coming such a long way. Um, you guys um, set up in 2016 or, or, or 17, was it? Yeah, so we, well, basically we started even before. So the first versions of Origin 12 were um, were basically centralized, closed source uh, products that allowed you to do some of what Origin 12 can do today. So uh, it was a kind of a primitive initial uh, version of what we see today as being Origin 12 DKG. And we learned over the years that Essentially, decentralization is a key factor if we want to create um, global systems such as, for example, visibility into global supply chains. You can never do that with just one company and one digital one, one system that is centralized um, because of obvious trust components, but also just politically. You cannot like convince the Chinese to use the, I don't know, US software. They don't even use Google when you think about it. So, um, so that that. And also, on the other hand, we we learned over the years how powerful graph technology really is. Uh, we we didn't start with it, and then uh, after a while, we realized that there, the data comes in many shapes and sizes. And if you don't put it in some sensible yet very flexible structure, which is the graph, then you get into all kinds of technical problems that uh, fundamentally hinder you from from you know using the technology in a very wide uh, spectrum of applications. Uh, so. With this learning, basically, we, we started crafting the idea for the DKG in 2016 and 2017 um, officially launched the white paper uh, leading up to the launch of the network in 2018 and all of the versions uh, and deployment since. But one of the key things that, that has, um, I think, differentiated Origin Trail a lot from, from the rest of the space and um, uh, is that we really, really always looked for how do we actually apply this technology in the real world? Um, and not just because, you know, we want to help everybody with, with the technology, which is the core mission of the technology, but also because you don't really, you don't really say a technology is useful until you, you give it to somebody and solve a certain problem. And when you do that, you learn, you learn exactly where you need to go. And that's why all of these applications and all of the, the iterations so far, they've all been driven by solving real world problems and sometimes that's harder. It takes a little bit longer, um, but it's it's very fruitful. So um, yeah, it's it's really exciting to be working with the top companies in in the world, um, and and actually applying the technology in you know daily life, um, making trains safer, making um, re- generally retail safer, food safer, uh, but not just safer, more accessible, making us you know able to know more about. It, it's interesting. I always thought about it like. You know more about what's in your phone because you're like everyone like really super happy about getting a new phone. But like, how much do you know about what you eat, what you put inside of your body? It's really hard to know. Um, and well, actually, just yesterday, Giga and I went to the to the store and we we saw um, the poultry, the chickens tracked on Origin Trail, and you can scan with with any phone today, and you can see exactly. What is inside of this product and which certificates it has and what is this particular piece of meat, which farm it comes from? You can tell you can see the whole story and um, it's it's been live for years. And it's also exciting. And it is also exciting to see Origin Trail logos across, uh, you know, supermarkets, major supermarkets on those products. So not not many Web three projects can uh, can boast their logos on 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 in the stores in supermarkets. <laughs> and it's funny enough, 
No, absolutely. And, and you know, just listening to that, I mean, I'm, I'm smiling from here because I can imagine the elation you guys would have, you know, coming back from the vision that you guys had back, you know, before uh, 2016 even. And seeing that practically implemented and seeing your logos there, I mean, of course, it must fill your, your hearts with joy. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's absolutely great. You know, it's a pastime. You go into a store and then you see the fruits of your labor. And uh, it's actually benefiting every, everybody yeah. in the supply chains, both uh, consumers and honest producers. So that's a... Uh, it does fill our hearts with joy, and uh, we hope to see many of such instances. You know, uh, we really hope the viable web will, you know, benefit uh, users in a very, in a very practical, practical ways. Absolutely, absolutely, and I, I do wish you guys, you know, expand and uh, and and do wonders as well. Um, you know, just coming on, if there's anything else that you would like to mention regarding Origin Trail and the developments of what's been happening. Uh, if not, if there's anything that you would like to mention or close off with any final closing thoughts, I wanted to ask you a more general question. So do you guys have any closing thoughts uh, or you want to give any message to uh, members of the general crypto community? Uh, yeah, I think the we are entering really exciting times and uh, it does feel that this year is going to be... Um, pretty significant in in many in many ways uh and uh i think we are once again seeing a lot of energy going in many different directions also a lot of noise and uh we do we do hope that this year at least in in terms of the way the web3 communities operate uh that you know the the energy and also resources are going to be spent in a direction of of the betterment of man, mankind um uh, I think speculation is good, but I think many things can be improved by really channeling energy towards fighting misinformation, uh, towards making uh, you know products uh, more accessible for those who cannot afford uh, you know affordable care, either healthcare or any other care. Uh, and uh, there are many, not just Origin Trail projects that deserve more attention. So for this year, if there is anything, I hope. Um, that a lot of um, energy will be channeled towards um, towards initiatives that strive to make humanity, you know, a better place. No, and and what about yourself, Branimir? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm listening to Giga and thinking how actually I, I think it's this year is the year I think, for Web three because so far we had all of the the great uh, well all of the great stuff built from Bitcoin on. I think is super inspiring and and um, and is is only about to expand in, in use and and this benefits humanity a lot. But like with the advent of of AI and crossing this point where we have really the problem of determining what is true and not um, is exactly where Web three brings a ton of uh, ton of value, and that's where Origin Trail is a really good bridge because it. It provides the decentralized knowledge graph, and I'm really, really excited to see that. And um, uh, therefore, to the audience, I, I'd like to invite you, if you don't know much about Origin Trail so far, because it's kind of a unique technology. Maybe, you know, we heard about many blockchains, but not, not that many decentralized knowledge graphs. I encourage you to to come and meet our community and to uh, read up a little bit on, on what we're doing, because there's many ways where how you can contribute, as well as mine your knowledge and create knowledge assets, be one of the first to literally create this genesis knowledge uh, that would then be used uh, later over time. And uh, having that said, I didn't mention that before, but I, I think it's worth mentioning now at the end is um, knowledge is also not an uh, unlimited resource. It's it's a relatively limited resource. And when you think about, for example, science, the, the way science develops, scientific papers, uh, we constantly evolve based on the previous knowledge and scientific papers essentially refer to old papers and then the whole reference system is, is there to connect relevant knowledge. Well, essentially the same principle will be applied in the DKG, which is the same principle that Google applies and so forth. Essentially, if you create a knowledge asset that many people refer to because it's useful for them, um, your knowledge gets more signal, therefore it becomes more valuable and then uh, ultimately is used more. So therefore um, there's more benefits. So um, I encourage everybody to take a look into what knowledge mining is about and to see how they can get engaged. Uh, we will 
um, actually share uh, quite a bit more information uh, by the time this podcast is out. So you'll be able to understand exactly how you can get engaged and how you can start. So that will be, I think, my my message for the uh, as the final thought. Yep, listeners, do check this out, um, and we'll have our links in the show show notes as well that you can see all of the information related to the latest developments and something to check out related to uh, knowledge mining as well that uh, Branamir mentioned. Now, guys, just you know, I want to ask you guys a question as individuals, not as representatives of uh, Origin Trail. I mean, do you guys keep an eye on the markets or, you know, is there this misconception that you guys are like nerds and you're just developing stuff? Yeah. Yeah, of course, of course we do. Uh, and uh, I mean, you, you can then interpret markets in uh, in many, many different ways, depending on, you know, the role that you assume. Uh, we don't assume roles as as traders we 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 don't trade tokens but uh we do keep pulse on the market so that we understand you know where the attention goes and right now it does seem that uh web3 again uh is getting more attention uh also thanks to the approval of the etf but uh, also i think more so because uh, i think there is a lot of quality uh, coming into the web3 and i guess that's also slightly reflected on the market so I'm I'm following markets for sure. Okay, and and what about yourself, Brandon? Yeah, you? Yeah, same here. Yeah, it, it do follow, but um, like like Giga said, also not not a really trader. Yeah, trader here. Uh, yeah, it's. I think it's um, it's it's very interesting to see how how things move and what moves. I guess the markets, but. Um, Ultimately, also on the other hand, uh, your nerd comment is not completely <laughs> off track. Sometimes um, there was a reason why I said it. Yeah, e- yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's sometimes easier to build in the bear, you know, because uh, absolutely, kind of there's not that much, not that much noise, right? So um, yeah, even the some of the conferences I've been to have been the best during the bear market because it just cleans out, you know, the noise and. Uh, you get to speak with builders, and actually, the most stuff gets built, in my opinion. Then, um, not to say that the the bull doesn't cause that, but uh, long story short, it's it's it yeah, it, it influences the way you work, and sometimes the focus. Um, so it's um it's quite quite um quite an interesting difference from let's say something like a traditional IT space where you're essentially not at all uh, engaged in, in such activities. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's very, very interesting. And especially uh, from, from the perspective of how you can, um, how you can understand essentially to, to bring those market principles to uh, more tangible things like real world assets, knowledge, um, and, and have, have the markets actually use that. So um, yeah, that's that's a it's a, it's a really good question, <laughs> and it's it's um it's interesting to be part of of this uh, this revolutionary new world. Now, now the last time I think um, there was this um, rap uh, song about to blow by um, Amos <laughs> Thomas. Yeah, um, a fantastic uh, rap video, by the way. Uh, anything else? Uh, you know, to get the track uh, on track, guys. Um, you know. Uh, you can recommend any other community videos like this that you know has for a bit of fun. Yeah, I think Amos says uh, so. Trinity Zone resources are absolutely wonderful. His songs, uh, but we we should also mention his project here called Trackverse. So what Amos uh, Trinity Zone is building right now is uh, an an entirely new concept of omni- omniverse. Uh, which is uh, constantly expanding with the help of artificial intelligence. So it's dealing with the AI storytelling and uh, Trackverse is uh, at the same time while producing uh, like uh, generated generated AI stories, uh, it is also minting knowledge assets. So whilst you know it's it's a, essentially a living storytelling which gets recorded onto the dkg so the lineage gets created and constantly expanded and it's a it's really really impressive one needs to check their website uh trackverse.i.com uh and you'll Im- immediately get sucked into the rabbit hole absolutely amazing project okay excellent it's a fantastic uh, you know live example and we'll have that trackverse.com um, we'll check that out as well. But um, thank you very much, guys, both of you, you know, for enlightening and blowing my mind away, to be honest with you. And I'm sure our community of Crypto Unplugged listeners are 
absolutely, you know, going to check out um, Origin Trailer, the latest, latest developments as well. And really, really happy both Jiga uh, and Branimir for you to both come on the show. Uh, really, really happy. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for inviting. Thanks a lot, man. Have a great weekend. Yeah, have a great weekend. And hopefully we bring you back, guys back on sometime in the near future. Yeah. Always happy to come. Thank you very much. Listeners, uh, thanks again for joining us in this podcast episode. Make sure you do check out the links in the show show notes uh, related to Origin Trail. Do check out their Twitter. Check out Trace Labs and Origin Trail as well on Twitter. Check out their Medium page. We'll have all of the links and see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to Crypto Unplugged. We hope you learned something from this episode. For more information, check us out on Twitter at crypto underscore unplugged. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like and review us. And thanks again for listening to Crypto Unplugged.